0: You are now listening to the NYYST Podcast.
1: Welcome back. This is episode 184 of the NYYST Podcast. I am your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host Chris. Are you, I might have jumped the gun a little early there, but that's something you won't have to worry about if you take a blue chew, blue and chew,
2: jumping guns.
1: He's not here, Stack Guy Rye. <laughs> that's
2: that's that guy Rye choking on a blue chew. So that guy
1: Rye is on. We just like to say he's on assignment, but we really don't have any clue where he is. Right. Right. I heard. I mean, you said that you saw his uh, search
2: history on his phone last week, and it was just like so many Bluetooth. tabs, so many Bluetooth tabs, so many Tyler Wade tabs, and a few different compilation tabs. So, so this we, could explain his absence. So we might need to have an intervention. It,
1: uh, I I can't think of a, a fun word for that. A
2: rye a right intervention. A right intervention. A yeah. guy intervention. A true intervention. Mm. We actually better get right to it today because we have a special guest, and he hasn't been on for a while. I mean, I don't know about you, but I miss this guy. Do you? I do. It's been a long time. You well, wanna-
1: because because we've been talking so much about. And this is the last week. Where, unless they're going to come on board officially, we're not mentioning them anymore. No more free press.
2: No. And you know what? That's my bad. I, I got to get to it. I've been r- crazy busy with stuff, but I'm going to get to it. Blue Chew will be sponsoring this segment. And what segment is that?
1: It's the
0: Guardy Report!
2: What up, oh, hey, guys.
0: What's going on, guys? Long time. It's been a while. What's going on?
2: It's so, so good to hear your voice,
1: Guardy. Are you social distancing hey
0: right now? Of course, man. I got my mask on as we speak. Right now, I got the mask on. Hey, Christian, I uh, just want to say congrats on the baby girl, dude. I saw you had a kid since we've been gone, huh?
1: Thanks, bro. I didn't know you followed me on on the tweeter.
0: Yeah, no, I followed I followed some of your tweets when you tweeted it, and uh, you know I'm kind of <laughs> disappointed that you didn't. You didn't consider naming her after me, dude. What's up with <laughs> that?
1: I'm sorry. We named her after my grandmother, Gardy, so I'm, I'm sorry.
0: I mean, uh, I, I mean, I get it. I, my name's Brett, but you could have at least named her after a flower so I could have planted it because I am a gardener. What's up, guys?
1: So, Gardy, you, you segued right into it. Uh, is it true that you're planting a lot of things on Bluetooth these days?
0: Planting plant a lot of things on what there? I couldn't hear you. You broke up on
1: the blue on the blues. You know, like you know, plant it. You know, you plant it. Your seed. The blue. Oh
0: now Oh well, you know, gardener. We, you know, I had a lot of free time over this quarantine, but uh, you know, i just kind of get busy on the land, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll figure something out with the blue. Uh, you know, uh, we, we got to figure something out there, guys, because it goes pretty dang hard.
2: Guardy, do you have? let's just assume that this is your last season as a Yankee. I don't know if it's going to be your last season as a baseball player in general. Do you think you're going to take a different approach to this season or how do you plan? How are you planning on playing this final season?
0: Well, you know, hopefully this isn't it for me, but, uh, you know, if it is, I'm, I'm definitely going to go just as hard as I always do. Just, you know, the, the, main, the main thing that's that really hurting this year as far as how I plan uh, for this season, it's a lot different than other years. You know, I typically watch a lot of tape, but I can't really do that this year because, you know, like, for instance, I can't watch Moneyball this year because we don't play the Oakland Athletics. <laughs> I can't watch uh, Little League because we don't play the Minnesota Twins, at least not until the postseason. I mean, I guess I'll watch Fever Pitch and uh you know, tonight I might watch damn Yankees. That's based off of the Washington Senators, and so that will be my scouting report for the night. So that's—I mean, you, what else is there? I mean,
2: that's how you prepare. You just go straight to Hollywood.
0: Yeah, I, I, I watch films based on Major League Baseball teams because that—that—that's that's been my secret for the last however many years I've been in league. What, 12, 13 years? I mean. But it's kind of frustrating because, I mean, like, there's not a lot of movies based on any NLE team. I mean, there is a movie based on the Mets, right? The 1986 season, what was that called again? Blow? <laughs> Johnny
1: Depp? Johnny, before we let you go, we know you're a busy guy. we got to ask, you know, yeah. it, you know, the world's in a pandemic, coronavirus. You know, there's a lot of rules and regulations for Major League Baseball. Uh, are you still going to be able to play hard, amid the uh, pandemic here. You know, you're not allowed to fist bump anymore. You can't hug your teammates. Are you Uh, still going to go hard?
0: Guys, if there's one thing that I can guarantee is that I'm going to play hard. And there's no rules against banging the roof of the dugout with my back. So (laughs) stay six feet away from me. I'm going to be slamming that roof all all year. And you're going to hear it too.
2: Guardy, we miss you, man. Are you currently on the Brett chat?
0: I am currently – I am actually piloting the Brett Jet as we speak uh, I got my pilot's <laughs> license in turn 14.
1: Can I ask you why? You're, you don't have to go anywhere. You're staying in the Bronx to
0: go to the <laughs> I, Bronx. I, I like taking in the sights, man. There's not a lot of planes in the air. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I got a lot of free roaming up here. And, uh, you know, I just kind of re- – like right now, down there, I'm passing City Field, seeing if I can get any scouting reports up there. No, don't see anything going on down there. We'll be there tomorrow night, right? Uh, a couple uh, nights.
1: Actually, actually yeah, I Saturday, don't even know, night, God. Uh, Saturday night. Saturday night, Guardy. Yeah, I'm not getting. You should probably know where you need to be. Yeah. There's only so six you're the right, games you're this
0: right, year. Right. You, you're absolutely right, God.
1: Well, guardy you know you mentioned roaming and uh, Chris has got roaming charges on his phone since he's calling an airplane so we're gonna let you go uh, good luck in the upcoming season and don't be a stranger huh
0: all right no I promise you know I'll be there on there we're gonna get this we're gonna get this Bluetooth sponsorship going I'll put in a good phone call talk to Tyler Wade, see if he can get on board and uh, you know we're, we're gonna win us we're gonna win ourselves the World Series this year guys
2: guardy right. thanks for coming on pal thanks bro
0: anytime guys. Hey, I'll
1: see. You. I'll see you when I see you. That was the Guardi report. Guardi making a special appearance here. We haven't heard from Guardi in a long time, so you really? I
2: mean, you can't beat it. You can't beat it, and I'm gonna miss unless, him. Yeah, unless you have a blue chew. You know, these jokes write themselves. Do you think that he'll still come on the show if he, even if he's not a Yankee or if he retires?
1: Yeah, why not? I don't see the. I don't see the issue in that. If you would like to see Guardy on the show more often as the season progresses please, uh, progresses, please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and let us know if you want to hear more of Guardy.
2: Please. So what's up, man? How you been? Uh, I don't know. Just counting down the days now. Dude, are you pumped up yet? Like, has it fully hit you yet, you think? I
1: think it will. Actually, we're all going out Saturday night. My wife's birthday is Tuesday, so we're going out to dinner on Saturday. I never agreed to it, uh, so... You don't have. I mean, you don't have to come. I personally don't want to because they're playing their first exhibition. I know. The I thought about that.
2: Like, who plans a birthday party on the first exhibition during a pandemic when we haven't been able to to watch any baseball?
1: Well, I got in trouble because I forgot her birthday was
2: coming up. That's not. You're a dad now it's a yeah that's what i blamed it
1: it apparently wasn't it apparently wasn't a good enough excuse it's it's funny though because my i was at my mother's house the other day and she asked me when her birthday was she knew it was like the 20th or the 21st and i said it and then my wife brought it up and i was like wait a second your birthday's next week and then i got in trouble
2: the time has passed too quickly
1: I know, I didn't even realize that we were gonna be approaching toward the end of July here, you know, especially you know how it is, bro. You got a kid and shit
2: shit just happens now. And plus both of our wives celebrate their birthdays for the entire month. So Yeah, I mean they're weirdos that have to have an entire month devoted to them as
1: if there's something special about them. Right. You know, we can talk all the shit we want about them. They don't don't. The they don't
2: support us anymore.
1: I mean, they're home. They're they're home with their children, right? I, I I mean, I mean, you know, Leah and Jack are old enough to go run around the yard. Callie goes in the in the thing, you know, the thing that babies go the ding, in. The, the jumpy the same thing, right? So, what the hell else are they doing all I day? Agree. that They can't listen to the podcast. I agree. You know, we're out there. You know, we're out there earning the money, right? Like, you want to get sexist? You want to go like nineteen sixty sexism, right here? <laughs> Let's do nineteen.
2: I like the nineteen twenties
1: better. <laughs> Uh I I joke my wife works hard she's a teacher she's just you know it's a, it's a pandemic, and B, she's on maternity leave, and C, it's the summer, so she's not working right now, but, you know, your wife is a homemaker and a mother of three, and that's a full-time job in and of itself, you know, no one ever will ever disrespect anybody that does something like that, but, you know, if we don't clarify shit like that, we'll get
2: angry emails saying, oh, NYYST is sexist. I don't give a shit, they can come right at me, I don't back come down. At, come at me, come, bro. Come at me, I don't give a shit. Um, I gotta say, I always thought I knew how tough. Stay at home moms had it until fucking quarantine until I had to be. And don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. I actually enjoyed every minute of being home. But it's not easy. I definitely couldn't do it. I would be gone. No, I, was alone. I would I be was on a plane to California. I was alone with the baby for two hours today. And I was like, I'm
1: done. Where's my wife? I can't do it. I can't. Because do you know it. what my first instinct
2: is to feed her? She screams feed and I and feed. Why do you think Jack was such a fat baby? All I did was feed the kid. He would scream and, every 45 minutes and I would and just then, feed him.
1: And then I get yelled at. Oh, she just had a bottle an hour ago. Well, she's yelling for more. And now she's, she's probably
2: taking to shit. So you're going to need to change her. I don't know. I
1: I, I kind of skirted that one. She was probably due for a diaper and I went upstairs to record this podcast. So Awful father. If you, yeah, I'm a bad dad. What do you want from me? Bad dad bad dad so if you were getting used to listening to us on Friday morning you're going to listen to us Thursday morning this week we're recording Wednesday night uh, we got you know had a prior commitment tomorrow so we hopping on here plus we'll get you in uh, kind of sync for next week when we record Wednesday night to drop Thursday morning to preview uh opening day which I'm very excited for
2: yeah I, I can't I- believe it'll be a week away tomorrow honestly it's I, I don't know, man. Like I'm still
1: – part of me still doesn't want to give in. Like I'm very excited. I'm happy that, that we're a week away. But part of me doesn't want to give in yet because God only knows what the hell can happen in the next week as we've lived the last four months and know, and know how things can change in a matter of 15 minutes. Like remember – you go back to whenever Rudy Gobert tested positive and then Trump was on TV the next day
2: and then the world ended. It was like that quick. The f- the, I remember the minute it became serious to me was when I was actually put a bet on whatever the basketball game was that got canceled. It was a West Coast game. Might have been Lakers and someone.
1: It, well, the, I know the Jazz really started this whole thing when Rudy Gobert tested deposit. That was like the breaking point. Yeah, that, then that, that was, was on the. That was the game day. that was
2: like it was delayed for a while, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is this delayed for?" And that then it got been, canceled. Yeah, yeah, I don't.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like it was that quick, and then it just everything just ended at that point. So God only—I mean, like anything can possibly happen in the next week, but it, you know, fingers crossed that it doesn't. Uh, you know, we got a few things we can bring up here today as a uh, kind of make our way through uh, summer camp and speaking of summer camp Friday morning, we got a little new merch coming out. So, uh, promo code will be exclusive to, uh,
2: Podcast. NYYST listeners, right? It's going to be podcasts. NYYST pod. That'll get you 30% off any other promo code we give out on this shirt or any apparel is going to be only 20%. This will give you 30%. And I'm thinking about free shipping, too. I'm thinking about throwing that cherry on top. NYYSportsTalk.com slash shop. Are you in a good mood? I'm in a really good mood. I actually ran a poll. I wanted to bring this up before we get into something else. Um, I was curious to see because I have so many people coming up to me, and they're like, they're not even going to play this year. I'm like, dude, the fucking season starts in a week. I think if there was concern about not playing, something something would have been said by now. Um, but I ran a poll if, if people thought um, the MLB season would complete itself in 2020, playoffs and all. So one choice was no, it'll end early. Yes, playoffs and all. And I threw in a season won't even start. I got 40% so far. No, it will end early. 46% say yes, it'll go all the way through. 14% season won't even start
0: yeah
1: i see that on twitter too that people still don't think the season will actually happen the yankees have gotten hit again with covid a chapman tested positive uh i believe when did we talk about that over the weekend his test came back yeah so based on a timeline he's not going to be ready for the start of the season he's experiencing some symptoms doesn't seem like it's too serious uh compared to the way some other people come down with it but you know, if he's gotta be shut down for fourteen days, come back, you know, get back in the swing of things, so it doesn't look like you know, in a season like this, man, you miss two weeks, you know, that's a big chunk of the season. So. I actually
2: wouldn't be shocked if more guys come out with it, uh, in the upcoming days because I was watching one of the scrimmage games the other day, last week, and Chapman and, and Sanchez were just walking around, no mask, nothing, right next to people. They didn't seem to care too much, and now Chapman tested positive. So, I'm sure yeah. so many people are just going to continue to get it throughout the year. Well,
1: what's the buzzword? Contact tracing. That's what they said they did. So they they kind I don't know. According to Boone, they kind of figured where it might have came from. I don't think they're worried about anybody else. I don't know how regularly these guys are getting tested. Uh, Tuesday night, Gary hit a home run in an inter-squad game. And then later on in the game, I was watching a bat with Tommy Canely where Tommy just challenged him with three fastballs and he just blew uh, Sanchez away, which on one hand is like, wow, Tommy just blew away Gary Sanchez. That's awesome. And on the other hand, is like, Gary, these fucking fastballs are right down the middle. You can't square up one of them. Maybe he got the cove in between at-bats. So. DJ LeMayu still hasn't returned from it. Uh Sessa still hasn't returned from it. Sessa was sick. DJ was asymptomatic. So, I mean, we're coming down the stretch here. We got a week to go. I don't I really don't think DJ is going to be ready for the start of the season. Uh I mean, what are you going to do? even if he came back tomorrow? Yeah. I um, mean, he's got a week to go. Is three exhibition games and some practices going to be enough?
2: Yeah, I we're mean, gotta, the, guys like that, if they're asymptomatic, I'd have to imagine they're they're still taking a lot of cuts uh somewhere. I don't know where they're allowed to be necessarily. I know they're obviously not a, allowed to be around other people, but that doesn't mean you can't have something set up to to take swings in a cage or something but
1: no, has he got a pitching machine at his house, maybe, tea, maybe a little tea I'm, set up I'm he sure he this facility
2: yeah he can't I'm be sure at the stadium yeah, I'm sure he has something. But a guy like that, man, where baseball just comes natural to you, he'll be fine in the, in the, by next week. I think you're not going to sit. You're not going to sit him for missing a couple scrimmages and some practices. I mean, it's DJ LeMay. You're going to him you. if he does, if he's not ready, which is a distinct possibility. But you know, DJ's not never going to say he's not ready, and they're going to leave it up to him. He he's earned that. Okay. Well, it's just still a possibility that he's not in the lineup on opening night. It's definitely a possibility. I just don't think it's likely.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, now we're missing our closer. We're missing our starting second baseman, who was an MVP candidate last year, Luis Sessa, who is a you want to say he's a decent part of this bullpen. So it's I mean the COVID has hit the Yankees. It's hit other teams. So we just gotta you just gotta keep your fingers crossed that it does. It's not a major
2: major outbreak. That's what's going to shut things down is a major outbreak. I have a different, uh, I have a different respect for Sessa after last year. I mean, I think Sessa did a really awesome job, uh, in the playoffs. So I want him back. I never thought I'd he's say that.
1: Had this, he's always had this stuff, it's just, he always. just never seemed to put it together.
2: Yeah, he's always been, you know, locations always killed him. I feel like Sessa's the kind of guy who gets himself into trouble and he kind of just folds. But in the playoffs last year, man, he really stepped up. He showed me a different side of him, and he really, you know, he didn't have a terrible season. No, if uh, let's, I actually do want to take a look at something. Now you bring it up? I mean, think about the one guy we said would be gone the earliest. If you told me Luis Sessa was going to last the entire 2019 season, I would have never told I you. I mean, he
1: had a 4.11 ERA last year, which is pretty. I mean, it's not bad for him. The- that was the lowest of his career. Uh, his previous low was 4.35, and in 2018, he was at 5.24. He had to have and it. That it had to m- be
2: one of the most innings he's ever pitched. Most innings by by uh, almost
1: 11. Most games by, uh, let's see here, by almost 30. So he, that was the most usage he's ever gotten in his career. He gave up a ton of bombs, but I think everybody kind of did. His bugaboo was the walks. He had thirty-one walks last year. Yeah, I mean, his whip, was, his whip is you know relatively high, one point three. You like to see that come down a little bit, but you know, other than that, I mean, I think we saw things from Luis Sessa that we liked last year.
2: Yeah, that's what that's what I meant by Sessa kind of gets himself into trouble and then he and then he folds and he has that big inning. Um, he it's his location. I mean, he's he comes out and he's wild sometimes, but. He really honed that in, for me. So I think he's going to be a big piece of this team, especially in a shortened season. So we didn't talk about this last week because we were just talking about other things, but uh, we should bring it
1: up here today. Is that Masahiro Tanaka got fucking blasted with a John Stan line drive off the face on July fourth when they were do when they were uh, you know playing a sim game. What do we say that came off the bat? at, What one hundred thirteen miles an hour? Yeah, one hundred twelve
2: hundred twelve. I think yeah.
1: The miracle in of it itself is that he didn't die because you take a 113 mile an hour line drive to the fucking dome and you don't die is a miracle in of it itself. And the fact that he came out the other day and said outside of uh, when he got to the hospital, when the, since he left on July 4th, he hasn't experienced any friggin' symptoms. He hasn't
2: experienced symptoms. He doesn't even have a fucking mark on his face.
1: I tweeted this the other day as a joke, but it might be true. I think I think the ball got a concussion when it hit
2: Masahiro Tanaka. Jesus Christ! Like, it looks like the guy wasn't even hit, let alone with a with a Stanton 112 mile per hour line drive. I'd be dead. I'll tell you that right now. I don't know
1: if you remember this. A few weeks ago, we uh, talked about a poll that I ran of three pending Yankee free agents: Tanaka. Paxton mm. and and LeMayu, which one would you prefer to sign? And it seemed like Tanaka was kind of in third place on that. Uh, I'm not going to go back and look at the poll, but I think that's how the fans kind of voted. And I think that's how we broke it down is that maybe he was in third place on that or maybe second, but it was definitely Paxton. But now I'm thinking about this. You know, Should the Yankees really make a concerted effort to re-sign Tanaka? If he has a healthy year, pitches representative to what he's been, should they really go out of their way to try to sign this guy? I'm not talking like if he's out there demanding Garrett Cole money. But if you remember in recent years and really in the last decade, the Yankees have always had like an elder statesman on the rotation. It was Andy Pettit. And then now recently it was CC Sabathia. Yeah. You know, Masahiro Tanaka, be that guy. Put him as a 4-5. You know, you really don't expect much out of him matter of the regular season. But go out there, take the ball, and, and show up
2: in big games. Maybe. And let me ask you this. Before I get to my point on that, because that's a really good question. Can the, Yankee, the Yankees just don't have the room to sign all three? I mean, that's just not a possibility. I'm sure they could. They're the Yankees. They can do right? whatever because, they want. Right? Because like it, DJ, obviously, is going to make good money, but it's not groundbreaking. And then, and you know, Tanaka's really. You're not going to have to sign him for that much, I don't think. But we've seen how Brian Cashman draws a line in the sand on certain guys. Yes. If so,
1: where does he draw a line in the sand, on James Paxton? Where does he do it with Tanaka? Where does he do it with Lemayu? All right,
2: because I, apparently, this is kind of a make or break year for Tyler Wade. I gotta say th- I think that if we were going into 2020 shortened season or not and Luis Severino was healthy and had a good year and showed what he's made of throughout a full season James Paxson's case would be much much weaker than than it's going to be but as far as Tanaka's concerned with that that senior presence that veteran presence um I would like it I think I would be happy if they signed him but with a guy like Garrett Cole, even though he's a young dude who hasn't been around too long, he's already shown what kind of leadership he has. I don't think you necessarily need that veteran presence anymore. I you think you don't, but you can also kind of liken it to
1: '09. Yeah, and, you know, when Andy was here at the later stages of his career, being the lead, you know being that older guy in the rotation, CC was a little jadace back then.
2: Yeah, no, you're right. It can never hurt. It can never hurt, but if if the Yankees were basing it solely off of that as a necessity, it it wouldn't you know it wouldn't hold up for me. I if
1: think. you go into if you twenty twenty one, who's in this rotation?
2: I mean, Garrett
1: We still don't have a fixed starter now, and Jordan Montgomery. I mean, I know you hate his guts. You got to imagine that. You hate Jordan Montgomery as if you witnessed him grab your wife's ass. No. Ass no, I would actually like him
2: more if he did that. You, um, you, give, you give him the you give him the dap. I give him the dap? I I'll give him I'll, you know, he's a Yankee. You're a Yankee. You'd be like, "Babe, you got to you got your ass grabbed by a Yankee." I wonder That's if okay. she dates one of the Yankees. Um I would say for me that I think Severino's going to come back. I think he's going to be a Yankee. I think he's going to be a good Yankee, and I think he's going to stay healthy. And I think I you're going to have we can
1: count on him, especially right away
2: next year. I still think you can. I really do. I still have faith in that. And I think when you have a rotation with those two at the top, and if you can sign Paxton back, man, this team is set for a good handful of years.
1: I think he might get—the thing with Tanaki is he might get pushed out by the numbers game because if you think the Yankees might want to spend money elsewhere, maybe, you know, I don't know where. They seem to be loaded everywhere, but, you know, maybe—I mean, how much would it cost to bring LeMay you back on a three-year deal? $45, exactly. bucks, 50000000 Exactly. Something like that. Um, you don't need a left fielder. You don't need a center fielder. You don't need a right fielder. You don't need a shortstop, you know. You don't really look like you need a third baseman or a catcher. You know, do you need a first baseman? You really Maybe,
2: don't.
0: You, you really, really don't. don't.
1: You really don't. I, I mean, mean... So,
2: where, position player-wise, where would they spend money? It doesn't look like they would. It doesn't make... It just... There's... N- you don't have any holes, like you're saying. And it's not even just that. It's that you have such depth in every single position you look at that at this point, you might as well spend your money internally. I mean, you might as well keep the guys. And and that's barring a good season. Well, I think I calculated most of these guys will get about 12 starts this year. Uh, it
1: would be exa- – use five stars. These yeah, years.
2: assuming they're not hurt or anything and they make all their starts. They get about 12 starts this year. I mean, that's enough of a sample size for me to say this guy's worth it or this guy's not because – Again, like Ryan said a couple weeks ago or last week, we're starting in the warmer weather now. These guys are going to be loose. These pitchers already look loose, and they've only played a couple scrimmage games. So those 12 games are going to be all in for, for the pitchers, and I think you'll get a good feel of who deserves to stay on this team next year.
1: And you know what? The Yankees might might also look at it like you know we need to we we'll need to pay Judge we we'll need to pay Glaber we will need to pay Gary you know you know Voigt will be due a raise you know or, you know all these guys that you're, you're paying basically nothing to right now they might look to save money and say hey we like Jordan Montgomery we you know we like Clark Schmidt we like Michael King these are all going to be maybe options for the rotation in 2021. I think Clark go Maybe even a guy like Davy Garcia. I mean this this year kind of hurts Davy Garcia because there's nowhere for yeah. him to continue to develop right now. And brief, real quick, last week we were speculating on where the Yankees would be sending the other half of their player pool. It's going to be Scranton. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they confirmed that this week they're
2: gonna they're gonna go play out in Scranton PA. He, here's my thing with like with the, some of these young pitchers right now. Like, I'll take Clark Schmidt for example. We've heard about this kid. They took a big, you know, they it was a gamble. They drafted him knowing he needed Tommy John, um, and they just kind of prayed that he'd come back and be effective. I don't. Now, when Chance Adams was our number one prospect, and we heard about him nonstop, and he was some great, phenomenal pitcher, I don't remember one moment where he showed me, before he made his debut even, where I was like, wow, this kid has big time potential and a lot of talent. And Clark Schmidt did that in one quick outing already. So I think the Yankees are going to be really high on that kid. And I think they definitely plan on having him in the rotation next year. If he can get enough work in somehow, either, whether it be on a major league level this year or not. But that's another thing too. We keep forgetting about the, the pitching prospects. And I think they're promising for once. We always hear about them, but they always seem to fall, fall through. Who was the other guy I'm thinking of besides Chance Adams? We had another guy that that oh the douchebag they uh, traded last year Sheffield. I mean uh, it was an, yeah he was another guy they were like yeah he's great but uh, he can't throw strikes well then how is he great?
1: Well I always I was always high on Sheffield for the, the the fact that I was told by people in Cleveland that he was the real gem of
2: that trade. Yeah well they sold it pretty well Clint Frazier was the gem too wasn't he? guy can't even catch a fucking fly ball yeah i don't think yeah but we've seen clint frazier belongs in the major leagues he does and it's sad that he that he w- whether it be talent or mental you know fucking breakdowns the kid can hit he's got one of the sweetest swings fastest bat speed i've ever seen and he can hit but his you feelings know, could, killed him
1: right after the andrew Miller trade, uh Was made. I was at Yankee Stadium and I had people from Cleveland tell me, like, don't be, you know, don't sleep on Sheffield. Like, everybody's talking up Clint Frazier. Sheffield's the guy you're going to watch in that trade. I mean, obviously, it turned out to be a bunch of horse shit, but that's, I always, you know, because we hear numbers, we hear shit, you know, how closely are you paying attention to farm systems of other teams? So when somebody, and I took it, you know, you gotta take that type of stuff with a grain of salt. But yeah. they went out of their way to say, "Hey, you know, Sheffield's the guy. That's the guy you want to watch out for." You know, and I don't know. He, he might turn it around. I mean, it's kind of too early to write the book on him,
2: but you know. Yeah, you it know,
1: it, it really didn't look good for him last you were, year.
2: Who'd you just say was gonna hurt by? having a shortened season, not not much time. David Garcia. Garcia. You know who else is going to hurt? And I think it hurts the Yankees too, depending on where they see him in the future. Uh, Clint Frazier, man, because you would have started this season, right? Aaron Judge hurt. Aaron Hicks recovering. And Stanton might have not been ready. And, and some, someone else I'm not thinking of, I, I feel like. That's Maybe that's it. But anyway, you definitely would have had to have Clint Frazier up for a significant amount of time and he would have gotten playing time and it could have a if he played well upped his value for both the Yankees uh keeping him or trading him and b just had him prove himself for himself. And now he's not I mean he'll do you think he'll be up with the major league club or no?
1: It's hard. I mean if you if you're going to say 30 guy they're going to Every couple of weeks, they're going to cut from the roster. It's going to go, what, thirty-eight, thirty to 28 to 26 by the end of the season or something like that. If we were starting on March 27th or whatever the date was, 28th. he would have absolutely been on the 26-man roster. You would have had to. I, I really think he would have been. Where else would you have gotten uh, your outfielders from? It would have been Tuchman, Gardie, and who and probably him, right? Who else would have been an outfielder? Yeah. Because uh, even am I missing somebody? I always hate when I, I – and then I go back, and I
2: was like, oh, I can't believe I forgot him. But I think that would have been it, right? Tachman, Gardy, and and Frazier would have been your outfielders. Yeah. And then you really got to think about it. Even when you get down to the wire, even if all the guys are healthy, hopefully not good, I mean, you have three outfielders that you're throwing out there that you, you, know, you push them too hard and they break a femur in Stanton, Hicks, and, and now Judge – I mean, Judge Stiff Neck—he's playing again, you know, this weekend or tonight. Today. They said he hit a home, he hit a bomb. So hopefully that was just truly a stiff neck. Maybe he get maybe he choked on a blue chew. Well, we'll, well, let's go
1: through this before we bring up Aaron Judge. Uh, I they want to get there. Uh, I don't. know. I don't know. Can you see Frazier on this this on the, the uh, opening day roster? Matt Blake said he could see them taking 17 or 18 pitchers. I forget the exact number that I said. So you're talking maybe 12 position players? You know, you're starting nine. What do you and need that many re- pitchers for? That's crazy. I'm telling you right now, don't be surprised if you see a lot of pitching
2: changes in this season. Well, remember something. You really won't. because Yeah, I
1: know it- the three batter rule, but... You know, you keep hearing that these guys are only going to give you, you know, starters might only give you 50 or 60 pitches.
2: <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, you
1: I know, don't know. Maybe a guy like Cole might be an exception. They're talking about maybe give you 80 on opening day. That guy should be ready to give me, you know, 90 or 100. I don't want to hear this 80 bullshit. Yeah.
2: No, I agree. I, I honestly, like I said, the biggest case for Clint Frazier outside of how well he can hit to me is just you can't really depend on your outfielders right now staying healthy, unfortunately. And you're going to want him for depth. Or late, late inning coming in. I mean, look, if you have a game, right, where where Gary absolutely needs a full day off, no pinch hitting, you know, he's just truly getting a day off, it's late in the game and Agashioka gets up, you're going to want to pinch hit Clint Frazier. I mean, who's better to put in on that bench that you would trust more? Well, Gary Sanchez, because I'm then saying he's if Gary's the getting catch f- anyway, I'm saying if Gary, well, if it's the ninth in yeah, I guess you're right on that. I guess you're Unless right. Unless
1: they're going to carry three catchers with the expanded All roster, right.
2: they might. I mean, let's I mean it's a possibility. Okay, let's say. Uh, Oh well, yeah! Because I don't know
1: if you caught this. There are a lot when they travel, they have to take a three. They get to take a three-man taxi squad with them, and one of the players has to be a catcher, which I don't personally like. I don't think they should mandate who you are allowed to take, but they're saying that one of those players has to be a catcher.
2: Really? Yeah, really. I just think you. It, he just adds so much depth, and then you you have enough outfielders where, even if he pinch hits for someone, and then you know someone else has to you know. Let's say he pinch hits for for what's his face, the first baseman. Uh not Voight. Ford? Ford, right? Let's say Mike Ford makes a roster, he pinch hits for Ford, and it's a better spot for Fraser than it is for Voight. You know? That's i yeah. I'd rather I'd rather go to Frazier than a guy like Tyler Wade. I don't really want to put down Tyler Wade, I don't want to upset Ryan when he's not here to defend him. Um, and I know Tyler Wade did step it up last year, but I want a guy who I know has pop and who I know has the potential to put one in the gap. Uh, he's just a he's just a weapon to have, even if you're not going to play him in the field, even if you're going to use him late in games offensively. I'm taking him.
1: Yeah, I mean, but Mike Tachman and Brett Gardner can play defense as well and still are pretty decent hitters.
2: Yeah, but Clint Frazier, like I said, coming up in one spot, even if you have to, even if you have to, you're going to pinch hit, you know, let's say Talkman plays over Guardi one day and you're going to pinch hit Frazier for Talkman. I think that's a likely possibility at some point. Then you just throw Guardy out there for defense. I mean, it just gives you more flexibility. I'm sure you can do that, but you know maybe with 30 man roster, but I don't know if
1: Boone is really going to want to burn two, you know, two players for one spot because you can't put, you can't trust Clint Frazier in the outfield. Yeah. I mean that's really what I mean. Really, if anything comes out of this for Clint Frazier, it's that you hope that you at least, you know, not that he'll ever be Ken Griffey Jr. out there, but you know, that he's decent. That He can catch a, a fly ball Routine fly balls I don't need guys that make spectacular plays I just need guys to make the plays That you're supposed to
2: Yeah last year was such a disappointment For Frazier because he was having Such a good offensive year That if he could have just put it all together And played a decent outfield I think Cashman would have looked at him As a completely different player Than he does now
1: That game against Boston on Sunday night really oh, killed. Awful Awful. So, and then that you could see with him that the the wheels were turning, and he was just overdoing it. He was just overthinking everything. Yeah. Because then he was trying because he was ma- he was making so many errors. He was trying to compensate for it by making a big spectacular play, and he just kind of poured gasoline on the fire. And then you know you had half the Yankees Twitter turn on him and you know want to burn his house down because he was making errors out in the outfield. But you know. Yeah. That's the one thing I'm 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 ready. F- I'm, I don't know if I'm ready for it, but I maybe I I am ready for it. Is to just roll my eyes the first time, you know, Garrett Cole gives up a home run and people are like, "This guy's a fucking bust,
2: three hundred twenty-four
1: yeah. million dollar waste." Or John Carl Stanton strikes out in a big spot and they wish death upon him, and I'm just like, Jesus.
2: Christ. At least no one will be there to boo Stanton for a while. Maybe he'll play better. I yeah, think I, mean, I think it gets to Stanton more than he admits. I think he's got a big ego, and I think it gets to him a little bit.
1: I think it just goes back to what we've always talked about on this show, is that they didn't even give the guy a fucking chance no. to breathe.
2: It was a red
1: 2.0. I think John Carlstein could have lived with it if he had played the first month of the season batting a buck ten with a thousand strikeouts with and, like, three RVIs, and they booed him. And I think he could say, hey, I fucking deserve this. You know how— but- the you, first day, the first yeah. day. I mean, like this is one. It, I, you know how you, um, you probably seen these things. They're like the word clouds and like the yeah. words that you say the biggest. Yeah. Are, are the, the most are the biggest. biggest. Yeah. This would probably be the second or third biggest in our word cloud on this show, talking about John Carl staying and booed. Maybe if not, maybe the biggest. I don't know what yeah. topic
2: we've beaten more than this one maybe the Houston cheating scandal that felt like a decade but here's my thing i fucking lost my train of thought something about stanton getting booed oh right you know when uh you know when you debate people nowadays they just find some way to tell you that what you've seen and what you've witnessed with your own eyes or even like statistics you have in front of you they just find a way to tell you it's not true or that you didn't see it or that that didn't happen. Yeah. There's people like I'll, I'll talk about how he carried this team throughout the whole summer when judge was hurt and whatever, put the team on his back. And so did Andrew But that's like always my go-to when I say, come on guys, like this, this guy fucking carried this team. Now there's people who fight and say, well, if you really look at it, he really didn't No, he did. I watched it. Every every game I watched, and he was hurt.
1: Oh, so, because you know the first inning doesn't count as much as the ninth inning. You know you understand that, right? So if he hits a grand slam in the first inning, the Yankees win four nothing. That doesn't count, right? But if he, the Yankees lose three to two and he strikes out with runners in second and third in the game, that
2: counts, right? I forgot. So that's that is the argument. The argument. You know, is always that, yeah, well, you got to look at his stats late in the game, clutch performance. How about when he blows the fucking game open 8 nothing after four innings? Oh,
1: but they were already
2: up 5 nothing, so it was a non-pressure situation. Yeah, it's just one thing after the next, because they don't, once people have their mind set on something, it seems like they just don't, even if it's fact, they just don't want anything to change their mind anymore. Remember last week
1: we were talking about defensive metrics and how they're kind of bull- bullshit. And yeah. I them, What'd and I you say? Someone,
2: someone backed you up on that, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, wasn't it? I, I think Jack I Curry. It? I texted Jack Curry, right? He basically said that, you know, because people were kind of dissing Gio Rochella, saying that he wasn't a good defensive third baseman because of his defensive metrics. And Curry was like, you know, I think, you know, defensive metrics are kind of bullshit. He didn't say that. He, you know, I'm paraphrasing here, that they're not really. Uh, on par with offensive metrics, and I agree with that. I can, I, I, don't like analytics, period. I think too much thought is given to them, and people are always trying to moneyball everything and and overanalyze. It's fucking baseball. I mean, yeah, they're they're useful, but as I've said before, talking about you know your word cloud, uh, they're not gospel. It's useful, but not gospel. And uh, I Curry said that you know, basically back. He, he, I don't know if he, I don't think he heard me say this, but he backed up my point in a way that said that offensive analytics and metrics are more advanced and, you know, uh, are better. And for lack of a better term than the defensive metrics are, because he said that watching Gio Rochelle, there's no way you can tell him that he's not a good defensive third baseman. And he said that he might've had a couple of plays
2: last year that kind of sunk his metrics a little bit. I feel like, There's too many intangibles when it comes to defense that it's tough to gauge based off of numbers where batting's more like math and the numbers are in front of you. And really the only thing that would be considered to me an intangible batting-wise is the clutch performer. Like, no one would ever go out of their way to say Derek Jeter was some amazing elite offensive player. He was great. But no one would consider him one of the best hitters of all time, I don't think. Um, but, I mean, look at the moments that guy had. He had that, he had that X factor. But defensively, Jeter was much better than he gets credit for, at least in his prime. But because of these new metrics and how everything's analyzed, you would look at a piece of paper and think Derek Jeter couldn't even field the fucking easy ground ball. Honestly.
1: No, and that's what we said last week that give me the guy where I don't have to have a panic attack every time that the ball is hit to him give me the guy that can make the routine play I don't always need spectacular yeah it helps I would love a, I would love an Ozzy Smith I love Glaber Torres to turn into Ozzie Smith defensively but if he's a solid competent shortstop I,
2: I'll live with it I have no I would have no issue with it if you ask any analytics guy about Derek Jeter defensively here's how bad they think he was that me saying he was better than they give him credit for is not a is not saying much like he would just have to be average to make that statement true that's how yeah, poorly he's pe- talked about
1: a lot of these people that uh are really down on jeter's uh defense metrics and saying that he was a bad shortstop uh, not for nothing you know a lot of them were you know they they had to have their Butts swiped by their mom and dad when Derek Jeter was playing baseball
2: you know too many I'm not saying I'm not young I'm only 31 but like too many of the kids just a few years younger than me they're very they have a lot of uh vocal power I feel like like you hear from them the most and they're literally just looking at a spreadsheet they didn't they didn't live through his prime what they lived through his last they really remember his last what handful of years when, he when the guy was hurt so and when he
1: really wasn't good and he wasn't a good shortstop
2: towards the end of his career no and you and couldn't appreciate all, him all admit that yeah you couldn't appreciate who he was
1: you know it's like when people bring up like a mickey man or joe dimaggio i don't I, how am i going to accurately compare them to the players of today you can't it's impossible Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, Ted Williams, you know, Ty, all these guys, Ty Cobb, Jackie Robinson, greatest of the greats, right? But, you know, somebody's going to look at analytics and say, well, you know, Jackie Robinson or uh, Mickey Mantle, they weren't as good as fucking, uh, give me some nondescript uh, outfielder, you know, like, uh, like a Mike, Mike Talkman has better yeah. analytics than uh, Mickey
2: Mantle. Okay. You know, like the people will say that shit, because like you said, they're just looking at, looking at a spreadsheet, yeah, the only guy I think could have could have really made the same impact now as he did then, and I hate the fat fuck, but I think Babe Ruth.
1: Pablo Sandoval? <laughs> I hate I hate yeah.
2: I really hate Babe Ruth. I don't know why. Um, but I think his numbers were just that good that he still you would have been a great player.
1: You shouldn't have fat Shane Pablo Sandoval. He's had it
2: he's had it hard. He's he, and he's had his skinny moments. He was like, pretty thin for a while. Like, dude, the guy that tweeted that picture, he's got to come
1: down off the ledge. Like, he, uh, like, he, okay, people fat shamed him. It's not your fault. You're just taking a picture. Like, oh, well, I didn't know that he was going to get fat shamed. He probably did. It was probably – it might have been the reason why he took the picture in the first place. But don't apologize for it. It's no, not I, like you encouraged it. I've if been you, fat if shamed if my whole tweet, life. If you put
2: a tweet out and said, here's Pablo Sandoval, he's fat. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly – I've been fat my whole life. I haven't made a, a fucking dent in the money that Pablo Sandoval's made in his career. So you know what? Fuck it. The guy wasn't attacking him. It's Pablo Sandoval got fat. And he, and he seems okay with it. I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted. You're it's very distracted the all the time. There's two ambulances that just
1: went down my street, so.
2: Everyone's okay in your household? Uh, Well, if they came here and no one told me, that's, you know, that's kind of fucked up. Don't, can't fucking, can't mess up the show, can't disrupt the show.
1: You know, my father-in-law could be downstairs, you know, he's old and having old people problems, and my wife, you know, I would respect that out of her. I would, too. uh,
2: I would, too, as long as he was okay, but I would definitely respect that.
1: You know, I could see a scenario. You Remember in the Kirby Enthusiasm episode when Larry was off filming a movie when his mother died and his, his father never called. Him? Yeah, yeah. He's like, your mother didn't want to bother you while you were in New York. <sighs> uh, I got to get back into that show. I'm telling you, bro, the John Hamm episode. You gotta, you gotta get back into it. Just even if I don't that. like
2: John Hamm, even if I'm not a huge John Hamm fan, why wouldn't you be a John Hamm fan? I don't. I just feel like, every, I, and I haven't watched Mad Men. But I just feel like he's such a douchebag in every role, and I hate to typecast a douchebag. It gets old after a while. He's really funny in this. All right. So then I would probably like him.
1: Did you see when he had those couple of cameos in the last season of Parks and Rec? Like, I think he was on the season yes. six finale, and then he was in the season seven premiere. Yeah. He plays more of a character like that.
2: Okay. Then I'd probably like him. And
1: his, his The way he impersonates Larry is, is is ridiculous, so you have to watch it. All right. So what were we talking about now? The ambulance. The ambulance. Well, hopefully, Aaron Judge doesn't need to see it fucking inside of a hospital anymore Honestly. for MRIs and tests or whatever. Uh, he sat out a few games with a stiff neck, but he was back in the lineup today. I didn't see any of the game, but I saw people tweeting highlights. He hit a home run today. Uh, again, this is another thing. Now you can see you can see when the worm starts to turn on Twitter towards yeah. certain players. And it seems like Aaron Judge is kinda, you know, maybe the shine has worn off Aaron Judge a little bit uh with Yankee fans. And I agree that the guy needs to stay on the field. I mean, he, what the hell's going on out there. Uh, you know, we're playing sixty games this year. You gotta give me like what you gotta give me what, fifty two, fifty five, you gotta give yeah. me something like that. Uh, because we already know Boone said guys are gonna get rested, you know, and you, whatever. I mean, we can hate that and debate that all we want, but You can't give me less than 52 games this year. It's absolutely,
2: uh, it's out of the question. So let me ask you this, right? We always talk about the loyalty in, in any fan nowadays. I won't just single out Yankee fans, but like back in the day when we were growing up, when Derek Jeter became Derek Jeter, he was Derek Jeter. That was it. It didn't matter what happened. He was Derek Jeter. Nothing was changing that. And now I don't think you'll ever see that type of loyalty again from fans. It's but my question though, bro.
1: My question different. to you
2: is this. Do you think that the fans would be turning like this if the Yankees didn't surround Judge with so many superstars at this point? Like if you didn't have a guy like DJ LeMayu, who had a phenomenal year last year, Glaber Torres, young young stud, uh fucking Garrett Cole, I mean Chapman, Britton, you didn't have all these other guys. That were here performing, do you think they they wouldn't turn so quickly on Judge, or do you think it's just strictly wouldn't matter at this point? There's just no loyalty.
1: I don't know, man. You you would think that Judge might be, uh, you know, it should be immune to this a little bit. I mean, guy, yeah, we're all frustrated. We all want to see our Judge out there for 150 games every year, but I'm not ready to. we've got to get rid of him. He's sorry. He can't stay on the field. He's hurt all the time. I mean, if he misses games now, once we start playing for real, it's a different story. But he sits out, he misses a couple scrimmages, and you you want to get rid of the guy? I'm not
2: going to sit here and say I'll never say that I don't love Aaron Judge and that he's not one of my favorite players, if not my favorite. But I will admit that if he gets hurt this year – I have to admit he's, he yes he's injury prone. I mean it's
1: so weird like some of these injuries he's had though that contributes to him being injury prone or like he got hit with he got hit with a pitch, broke his hand. What's he supposed to do? That's injury prone?
2: Yeah, but there's been the guy, so much since then.
1: Yeah, he breaks his rib diving for a ball. That's kind of a fluky thing. You know, that makes him injury prone. Oh, maybe he did it cuz he's such a big guy. Yeah, and that's what everybody says. He's so big, so he's, he might be more likely to get hurt. Okay, the oblique strains, he's had two of those. That's different. That's that's injury prone. But two out of the four injuries are kind of fluky things. They're broken bones. The you shoulder know, aren't the shoulder in twenty seventeen, but he played through that. You can't you can't hold that against him. He played. He yeah, maybe caused a massive slump, but I'm not gonna hold it against the guy when he put himself in a
2: lineup every day. I think the bigger argument with Judge being a big guy isn't so much that it makes him more injury prone because it definitely could. But when you look at a guy like Judge, the way his mechanics are, the way he swings a bat, he uses every bit of his body. So when he has a, something small like a stiff neck, it really affects him to a point where you know immediately something's going on with him. Like you, now, know, you know when Judge isn't
1: 100%. You know some guys have what they would call sweet swing. It's smooth. It's compact. Yeah. Aaron judge is violent. He's, he's violent. There. That's he's why he strings the obliques.
2: Yeah, and you know you're the first person. You will be the first person to text us in the group and say something's off with him, even if it's the smallest fucking thing. Even if the guy has a little blister on his finger, you can tell when he's up at bat that he's not 100%. He's just that kind of guy. And I think a
1: lot of you know, and you were bring up Jeter, like, but... I don't know. Do you think things would have been different if Jeter played in the, in the social media? Oh, era? definitely, one so hundred percent. You can't say that. Oh, Jeter was Jeter, and that was it, because you don't know how fans would have reacted to him had you know, uh, you know, he played when Twitter was a big thing. You know, everybody's got a voice
2: now. So. Yeah. So maybe we attribute all of that to to social media, to seeing everyone's opinion. You know it still that still means that when Jeter played he had that loyalty because we didn't have things like that
1: yeah and uh you know maybe you almost hope you know it, obviously it's kind of hard to promote podcasts and you know be present in this world without social media but you almost kind of hope that it went back to that because it was just a, it was just simpler and you know fans yeah. it, i think a lot of people fall into group thing too like when somebody sees Oh John Carl Stan sucks And you know somebody goes Maybe he does He does suck You're right And then now they start Piling on Whereas if somebody You know That same person Wasn't on social media He would He would just be like Oh you know Stan He's He is what he is I won't boo him I won't curse him
2: out But he You know
1: And now people See like 10 other people Tweeting What a bag
2: of shit he is They're like Yeah he is Fuck him There's Confirmation bias Is a real thing Like people don't go into anything objectively anymore. They kind of have their mindset. They look at other opinions and the majority of opinions that stand out to them, they just say immediately, yeah, that's how I feel. And then they only look up things that will confirm what they're feeling. They will not look at at anything objectively and say, okay, I know I feel like he kind of sucks and everyone's saying he sucks, but let me look at some of the good things he's done. That's just not how it works anymore. We have so much technology, so much information at our fingertips that it's so easy to prove your own point, even if there's two truths to it. So that's why everything's so divided. You either love Stanton or you fucking hate him. No one in this world goes, yeah, Stanton's pretty good. He's, you know, I'm indifferent towards him. No, everyone either fucking loves Stanton or hates him and I
1: said again back to the word cloud like I don't want to be the guy that has to take up a John Carl Stan every time but I feel like if I don't who's gonna because everybody just wants to shit on the guy right he's not I mean yeah last year was frigging was very frustrating backed up off of his poor 20 uh, postseason in 2018 so that's what fans are going on the poor 2018 postseason the fact that he wasn't on the field in 2019 that doesn't mean the guy is a waste
2: yeah I still like him
1: a, because we said it again, A-Rod a- wasn't clutch until a, in the postseason until he was. So you just keep hoping that he gets chance after chance to – like A-Rod got chance after chance and eventually, you know, hopefully it doesn't take 10 years or however long. No, it was five years, right? A-Rod got here in 04. Even though through the beginning of that postseason up until the collapse started, he was tearing the cover off the ball. But people who don't remember that part of that uh, part of it, right? Yeah. Uh you hope that it doesn't take five years to stand and bring a ring uh, to the Yankees, but you know, he just keep putting his name in the lineup, keep throwing him out there. And you know, he's good enough where one of these days he's going to hit a monster home run in a big spot and everybody will be, you know, lining up to kiss him in the center of his ass. And, you know, it, and it, John Carl should just be like, fuck
2: you. I'm out. You know? Yeah. People hate him so much. Like he had such a big moment against the Mariners a couple years ago when he hit that, I think it was a yeah the walk off yeah Yeah, it wasn't some fucking playoff moment but it was a huge moment for him a guy who was waiting for that big home run right everyone wants a clutch late inning game if you're gonna sit here and tell me that his early in the game home runs don't count don't all you can't also tell me that a walk off against the team that we needed to win against at that time also doesn't count and like the second everyone started saying he had his moment. Like his first true moment as a Yankee, everyone said, "Yeah, well, do it for me in the playoffs." The fucking guy hasn't even played a playoff game for the Yankees, and you're already discrediting his walk-off home run just now. Like that's how much people hate him. So you'll never win. He'll never win. Nah, no, he won't. I mean, you just you just got to keep putting his name in the lineup, and eventually, you know, maybe they'll never like him, but maybe you can shut a few people up. Yeah, so you can and, and just stay healthy. You want to suck on the field and not come through clutch? I'd rather that than being hurt. Because being hurt, I, at least there's too many question marks. If you're going to suck, just suck. And then we'll say you suck. I would rather,
1: if he's going to suck, I'd rather him be hurt. Because at least then people forget that he's I around. Just and, uh, argument, that I just meant for argument, for argument's I don't, sake. I don't have to listen to it every friggin' day about what a bust he is and that
2: he yeah, but you it's hear just, it anyway. That he—it's almost like he wants to be hurt.
1: You see, the Yankees gave out number twenty-two. I—I don't know who's wearing it did right they? now.
2: Yeah, did he retire for Ellsbury. Who's wearing twenty-two right now? I Who did see to- that too. I did see it also. Why don't you talk about something? I'm, I'm sure shocked they said. didn't. Uh, I'm shocked they didn't uh, retire it. I'll bring up the shirt again. We're coming up with a uh, summer camp themed shirt that's going to drop on Friday. Head to. It's not out yet. We're going to tweet it out head Friday morning to com slash shop. This is an exclusive promo code to anyone who listens to the show. Uh, NYYSTpod pod at checkout. It will save you 30%. And I'm going to, I made it official right now in my head. Also going to throw in free shipping. No one else will get that deal, but people who listen to this show spread the word. Um, use that promo code. And again, Friday morning, I'm going to have that shirt up there. So check it out. Well,
1: so much for going to uh, the Yankees' official team app because whoever's wearing a 22 isn't important enough to be listed. Maybe it was like the
2: bullpen catcher.
1: No, he was was playing in the game.
2: Seriously, I, I don't even want to see that number on the field right now. It used to be my favorite number. I used to wear 22 growing up. I loved Roger Collins. I don't, I don't know. It'll, it'll come. Somebody will mention it. If, uh,
1: that, yeah, you know, tweet us at NYY sports talk. If you know, who's wearing 22, obviously it's nobody super important or else they'd be on listed on the roster page. Uh, real quick to wrap up the show here. Uh, <clears throat> By the time we record again, the Yankees will already have played uh, three exhibition games, two against the Mets Saturday at Citi Field, Sunday at Yankee Stadium, and then one against the Phillies Monday at Yankee Stadium. All games are on, yes, I believe Saturday and Sunday are 7 o'clock, uh, and then uh, Monday is 6 o'clock. Monday is going to be interesting because Joe Girardi will be back. Which yes, yes. Be weird, uh, seeing him in a Phillies uniform at Yankee Stadium. And I believe, if I, unless something happened to him, Didi Gregorius should be here. Uh, and I do. Since we were talking about shortstops, I I, I want to take up for Didi for a minute. And I'm. It might sound like I'm talking about out, out both sides of my ass here, where uh, the Yankees may. I wanted Didi back, but I can see why the Yankees didn't sign Didi. It's not a make or break. Kind of thing when you have LeMayu and Glaber Torres, yeah. But a lot of the Yankee fans out there that are not, that are like, it's oh, Didi wasn't really that good. Come on, uh, I mean, come on, guys. Like seriously, you're gonna look, you gotta look deeper into within your analytics here. You understand what De- what uh, Didi Gregorius
2: was faced with here? Yeah, I mean the the shoes he filled, and and again, we talk about everyone only remembers what happened last and the guy just never he wasn't right last year. yeah he just never found it last year you know I'm not saying he rushed back but he came back from an injury that most guys wouldn't come back in that amount of time because he worked his ass off and maybe he would have benefited from taking a little more time to to get ready but he just never looked the same last year and that's what people remember most
1: Oh, he's he's whatever. I I don't even know what people are citing. But all I know is that I watched this guy struggle, struggle, because he thought he had to be the next Derek Jeter. And I forget who. Maybe it was Girardi. It could have been somebody else told him, we don't need you to be the next Derek Jeter. We just need you to be Didi Gregorius. And that's when it kind of clicked. And he became an incredibly popular player, a great clubhouse guy, a guy that was, he came up with a lot of big hits. He played a really good shortstop. You couldn't ask for a better transition from a guy like Derek Jeter than yeah. you got with Eddie Gregorius. And it was almost like how it was with Tino Martinez after he filled, he had to fill uh, Don Mattingly shoes where, yeah. you know, Tino thought he had to be Don Mattingly, but he only had to be Tino Martinez. And that was more than enough. Just like, you know, yeah. You know, uh, Tino's got three rings or four rings. No, he's got four, right? 96 and then the 3 P. He's got four rings there. Didi, unfortunately, doesn't have any, but it's the same scenario where you're replacing a, a, a bona fide legend and, in Didi's case, a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, you know, and you're not
2: really a superstar yourself. No, I agree. I really agree. By the way, it's uh, Chris Ionetta. Oh, okay. So... I mean, we could see Chris Iannetta. He
1: could. I mean, him and Tolley are probably fighting for that third catcher spot. Who? Josh Tolley. Mm. I think Iannetta. And, and I know neither name really jumps off at. Oh, yeah, but Iannetta is
2: a little more uh, established, I'd say. Uh, speaking of
1: former Mets or current Mets, uh, Jacob Degrom had to leave uh, his his start on tuesday night with a little back issue who you know, i jacob de oh boy so uh rojas was on with joe uh yeah joe benigno today and he said that you know they didn't really see anything too concerning but you know when you you don't want to see a guy like jacob de go down this close to the season i mean in, in a short season you know you're you're looking to really hone in on watching
2: the stars of the game. And Jacob DeGrom is, a, is one of the stars of the game. Yeah, not, even, not only that, but just for the Mets themselves. I mean, you have a 60-game season, and, and your biggest case is that you have J- Jacob DeGrom, the best pitcher in baseball, leading the way. You can't afford for him to be hurt. I mean, he's got to make all of his starts. If you want, if you want to be a serious contender, which I truly believe the Mets can be, he has to make every single one of his starts.
1: Yeah, I agree. And just to put a bow on the DD thing, uh, I think fans you – know, I hate taking the fans task, but I think some of them are a little outrageous in the way they 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 just think about things. Like, yeah, DD Didi, Didi was not good last year. But guess what? When he nearly hit that grand slam in the ALCS, yep. if he hit – I mean, you might be uh, you might be talking about something different if that ball goes over the wall. That was against Garrett Cole, right? That game I believe year. so. So I don't know, man. Like I'm going to miss TD. I really am. I mean, he had an infectious personality. You love seeing him out there. He was kind of a glue guy. Uh, and with CC gone, you know, you're missing two glue guys out of that clubhouse. Although, you know, people are were, people were saying how weird it would, you know, that maybe that stuff doesn't mean a lot this year because of social distancing and everything, but it still does to it me. Does. It still does. And, you know, I would have liked to see Didi come back, but I get why he's not here. Uh, you know, Gleyber Torres is a, is a burgeoning, a budget, whatever the word is. I can't think of it right now, but you guys know. He's a budding superstar. For There we go. Budding superstar. DJ Mayu was a, you know, a top five MVP candidate last year. So you're covered at this at those spots. Yeah. That's
2: but my biggest I, gripe with analytics, I think. I think you just hit it right on the head. Like... The beauty of baseball, the reason why I love baseball so much is because of the things that you that you can't quantify. Like, Didi wasn't just great for this team because of any statistic you can put on a piece of paper. Like, you have to look beyond that. You can't just look at baseball reference and tell me what kind of a player Didi was or what he meant to the team. And that's what everyone does. We'll never have a guy anymore... Who from top to bottom, unless you're a guy like Mike Trout, which comes in, you know, into play once in a lifetime, the the kind of stats he puts up. Unless you're a guy like that, you're always going to go out and people are going to say, "Hmm, he was okay, he was pretty good," you know. Mike Trout, Mike Trout was pretty good. Mike Trout is the exception, man. That you, if you, if anyone came up to me and told me that Mike Trout was not a f- phenomenal baseball player. I would never take that person seriously for the rest of my life.
1: All right. Well, we hope you take this uh, seriously. Go to iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and review. We'll say it again one more time. Follow us on Twitter at NYY Sports Talk. Unless Chris has got anything else he wants to say, I think we can wrap up the show I'm good.
2: here. I'm good.
1: Uh, why don't you drop that code one more time in case anybody missed it.
2: Head to Friday morning. Actually, I'm going to make the promo code active right away. So by the time you're listening to this, the code will be active. The shirt won't be up until Friday morning. NYYST Pod. it will last the entire season for anyone who listens to the show. No one else will get that code. NYYST Pod at checkout will save you 30% and free shipping on your entire order for the entire season. So head there whenever you want. Shirt, New shirt coming Friday. Check out our Garrett Cole Bay Bay shirt, which has been our top seller. Um, and let's get it we're a week away
1: yeah we're a week away we're uh hopefully stack guy ride comes off assignment and works on on our hype video so that's ready to go thursday morning we'll be back next wednesday night to record for you guys to listen to leading into opening night uh Garrett Cole and Max Scherzer, the tentative pitching matchup. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. No. Uh, you just got to keep your fingers crossed, man, that we cross this next week without any major hiccups. Um, and, you know, we'll be back next week to kind of preview the season a little bit and get you guys hyped up. But that should be uh, – that's next week. Uh, thank you for listening to Episode 184, the NYYST Podcast. Go to Twitter. Follow us at NYY Sports Talks. That guy, Rye. Enjoy your assignment, whatever it is you're doing. uh, Blue, you're blueing it up, buddy. I am Chris.
0: Say goodbye.